The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 158 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Bring this podcast right here on this very feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us on social media. We're at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Uh, we had to switch it up a little bit this last week, and uh, instead of Tremors with Matt Nix, who... Uh, he had he had some family stuff going on, which is fine. Nick will be on here again. It won't be another hundred and two episodes till we hear him. Um, but so instead, uh, Vivian stepped in. It's going to be a Vivian Urbina week this week, as uh, or for the next few weeks actually. Uh, her and I talked about the two thousand and five Amityville Horror, starring Ryan Reynolds. And then this week, uh, she'll be back on again, and we're going to be talking. Uh, it's spooky season now, so we're going to be doing some uh, horror movies. Um, I'll drop the schedule uh, a little bit later to later later today. Um, but this month, I'm going to be doing uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, which Vivian and I have already recorded. Uh, the Blair Witch Project with uh, my Godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 OG one with Wes Allen, and of course uh, the 1978, the OG Halloween uh, with Drew Kistler of the Draft Pod, and uh, as well as Vivian and I are going to be sitting down to record Scrum's Detective Agency, covering uh, the new Jeff- Jeffrey Dahmer, mostly around the new Jeffrey Dahmer show that dropped on Netflix, as well as the Golden State Killer, and that of course is for the ten dollar and up patrons. Uh, I do got some stickers and magnets coming to you guys as well. I know the, again. Um, last few months kind of, uh, had some stuff going on, so that fell a little bit behind, but no worries. I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to come in and then they'll be shipped out. Uh, I believe everyone's addresses are are still the same and stuff. Regardless, I'll reach out and contact you guys. Uh, but of course you can sign up, uh, yourself. That's, uh, patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Um, still got that cough. Not as bad, uh, but it's it's, it's still a little bit there. Uh, It is just a solo intro myself this week, as uh, it is a little bit of a hefty episode um, with uh, Moses and Vinny uh, of the Horror House. It is also, (laughs) uh, we talk about it um, on the the podcast, but it is also a little bit of a a Vinny and Moses week uh, just in the podcast, you know, uh, land in general as uh tomorrow they'll be over at the draft pod um which is always fun love the draft pod boys shout out to those guys who uh you know they're out in florida right now my heart goes out to everyone you know having to to endure all that right now like it is nature is fucking scary like there's no other way to put it besides that nature is fucking scary and um you know the worst i get is mountains of snow covering my tiny little hatchback uh so, you know, seeing all the, you know, all the fucking just terrible fucking shit that those, that everyone down there's had to endure. Again, my heart goes out to all of you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, on a little bit of a, of, of a, of a lighter note, um, I guess not a little bit of a lighter note, uh, Antonio Noki also passed away. Um, wasn't necessarily the biggest fan in as much as just before my time. You know, as far as I'm concerned, wrestling doesn't become cool and popular until I fucking get into it uh, in late 2004. So, you know, had he wrestled on, you know, on Thursday night SmackDown around the time, you know, defended or, you know, challenged JBL for the belt or something, probably would have been more familiar with his work. 
but again, a, a massive figure, you know, you know, throughout history, the, the boys over at post wrestling, uh, you know, the great and powerful WH park, as well as uh, DJ Joe Poe, John Pollock, they put out a wonderful, you know, a podcast episode talking about him. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, <clears throat> it's been quite a week. I actually just got back, um, from Wisconsin Dells. Uh, I, I went there on, on vacation with my family. Uh, you guys, might, I posted some pictures and stuff like that. So you were seeing me with uh, my little godson and, and, and my nephew. Um, I had not been to Wisconsin Dells since prior to 9-11. Uh, the last time I remember going there, uh, we went there. It was just family, you know, my parents, my siblings and I. My brother had, like, I was six, maybe seven years old. Like, I was going into second grade and the only thing I vividly remember is that uh, we got to the motel, not even a hotel. We got to a motel because we were fucking, you know, this time, this time we had our suites, you know, uh, mom took care of us. We all had our suites. But back then we were in some shitty motel um, with like a shitty outdoor pool. It was, it was the worst. But um, I remember we got to the hotel and they were they had a uh, cable. And they were playing the Adams Family, which was like it was like a live action one of the many live action ones that they've tried to do. It was like the new Adams Family or some shit like that. Uh, and of course, I was like, I love the Adams Family. I need to stay here and watch this. And they were like, Absolutely not. You are fucking uh, six years old. Like we're not leaving you alone in this motel. And I remember me so fucking angry with them. So angry. Um, but no, it was fun. You know, we stayed at the uh, Kalahari Resort. If any of you guys uh, have stayed up there, it's pretty fucking awesome. Indoor pool, uh, a giant indoor water park and stuff like that. And again, I'm not really like a water park person. I think the last water park that I went to was um, the Atlantis Resort in um, the Bahamas on, on the first Jericho cruise with uh, with the, the Elite Boys. You know, famously tell the story about Kenny Omega you know, almost contracting some sort of weird cat disease and, you know, he would have not been able to defend that belt against Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom and shit like that. Uh, thankfully, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, you know, again, it, it was fun. It was cool being there. It was just the drive. Like, ugh. Like, um, I used to date a girl who lived uh, up near Madison and even that and, and like Dell and the Dells is a good, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes from there. Still so fucking long. Like I was so used to like me and Amber would meet up halfway in like Lake Geneva and it was again not that long of a drive, but holy shit. It was the longest drive there, the longest drive back. I was just so happy to be in the city. Um But uh, you know, that that was pretty cool. Um hey, another cool fun thing that happened this week, uh, was Chris Hero came by the shop. Uh Chris Hero you know, uh, you know, speaking of like uh, people who who've impacted wrestling a whole lot, um coolest fucking dude ever like uh he's someone who uh he's one of these people in in like uh like a mick foley or a nick all this who have or you scott hall rvd as well who've come to the shop and i've just like wowed everyone with just how fucking nice and how fucking cool they are you know like it's Walter, Walter falls in that same category as well. Um, you know, these people have come by the shop and just sort of the fucking nicest dudes, the nicest people, you know, they, they sit around and then they tell these fun stories about, you know, I mean, all their time in the business, stuff like that. And they're just like normal everyday people, you know, Chris Hero to me again, um, one half of the greatest, the, the greatest 
uh, independent match I've ever seen live is him versus Pentagon at an AAW show, the first one, because they had two matches. Um, <clears throat> that first one was fucking awesome, though. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, through pro wrestling tees, you know, we've we've interacted a few times and stuff like that. And, like, I snapped a picture because uh, many a year ago, uh, like, years ago, um, it was one of those things where uh, I was fucking going through it. Like, I was going through some shit at the time. And I remember he came by the shop for something. And I remember I was just like, holy shit, it's Chris Hero. And this would have been not too long after that Um penta match that he had at like aaw and i was just like holy shit i was like there goes penta and i was just, or there there goes chris hero and i asked him for a photo and like we talked for a bit um i should have posted those two side by side because uh you know again that was like six seven years ago when i first started here and so it was cool again you know we didn't chat for much but it was cool to see him here you know he he participated in that uh the whatnot that uh that we did um you know via the shop and stuff like that so um that was pretty cool. Um, trying to see what else happened this week. Oh, I fucking know what happened. Speaking of comebacks, uh, there's a little-known actor by the name of Hugh Jackman who is officially coming back on board as Logan. Logan Wolverine is coming back to the MCU, and I cannot fucking wait. Like, first off, uh, Logan, the you know the the, the movie Logan, uh, 2019, I believe, 2018, 2019, one of the two. One of my favorite movies. Like it is, a, it is a great fucking movie. It is the greatest superhero movie, as far as I'm concerned. You can go fuck yourself if you think otherwise. Uh, but it, you know, it's, it's 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 so good. Like always makes me cry. Always makes me fucking ball like a baby. Like oh, it's because I grew up with him. You know, like I remember going to the theaters to watch that first X Men movie, and just throughout the years, you know, like was pretty much consistently like you know hashtag my Wolverine. Um, and it was just, emo- it was sad. It was emotional to see him go, but it was like such a perfect ending and everyone, you know, and it was always such a bummer that he never got to fuck around with the MCU. You know, that was a thing where everyone was always like, oh man, like it would have been cool. You know, he himself, you know, was like, oh, that would have been cool to like, you know, interact with, you know, uh, Captain America's Iron Man, Spider-Man and shit like that. Um, but right now with all this multiverse shit, like it's all good, you know, again, like I, I know I've talked about it, but, um, contractually uh you know marvel and kevin feige cannot cast any new people in already existing roles so you know if you want uh gene gray to come back you either got to get a uh, famka johnson or uh, uh sansa stark i forget her real name sansa stark i don't know um you know like if you want cyclops you have to get uh teddy from westworld again i'm bad with names sometimes but you know it's just it's one of those things where you have to you know honor their contracts so i believe 2025 um and again that's why you know of the x-men that we've seen so far within the mcu it's uh one kamala khan in a brand new one brand new character they introduced and um uh oh patrick stewart as charles xavier um so it's pretty cool that hugh jackman is coming back you know again like first off great on fucking this guy you know they're probably the the amount of zeros on that check of his just because you know again this is someone like you fucking you throw that you throw all the money at him pull a pull a fucking dumb truck full of money an 18 wheeler full of money and go here you go 
you know, because it's going to make all the money. It's just to see him back, even if the movie sucks, even if, you know, for whatever the case may be, it's like to just see him come back is going to be pretty fucking awesome. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, uh, it, Armor Wars, that was supposed to be a, uh, a Disney Plus show with uh, Don Cheadle, you know, returning as a war machine is now going to be a movie. Um, cool. <laughs> You know, uh, of the two men in, in Iron Man suits, uh, not the one that I that I was hoping would would come back. But again, like, why not? Sure, I I have faith. You know, that they it it can't be worse than Captain Marvel. This, this is all I'm gonna fucking say as far as that goes. Um, but uh, oh, Community. You know, six seasons in a movie, hash, it's happening, and everyone's coming back, especially Donald Glover, which I'm pretty excited about because, you know, again, a, a huge fan of, of Donald Glover, of Childish Gambino and stuff like that. So um, that'll be pretty fun. Uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff. Ooh, this, ooh, for, for you guys who are keeping up with House of the Dragon, this week's episode, mm, Jeff's Kiss. It is just, fuck. That show is so good, and I wish there were more of you guys like watching it. Uh, at least more people that I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people watching it. It's like the fucking most watched thing on HBO right now. But it's just more people that I know. A lot of people. Listen, a lot of people got burnt from Game of Thrones season eight. Trust me, this it, it's worth it. This is fucking. This is worth it. This is so much better. It's it's just it. It, it feels like they just you know picked up. Like right after like season five or after that, it sort of where it started, you know, go down a little bit, you know, downhill a bit. But it's so good, and you like you should definitely check it out. You know, um, again, if you are interested in Game of Thrones, it's you know it's a whole new cast of characters and stuff like that. But if that bad taste is still in your mouth from the last time, like this will make up for it. You'll be fine. Trust me. Um, it's always so awkward when I fucking talk about these by myself. Um, uh yeah again spooky season so far i've watched uh oh also today is october 3rd which uh for any of you fo- for, for uh for you mean girls fans you know i asked him what day it was he said october 3rd yeah and uh for you full metal alchemist fans um it's october 3rd you know it's uh this is the day that uh edward elric and uh uh what's his face um Edward Elric and uh, Alphonse burn their house down so that they cannot go back. Yeah. Um, if you if you know, you know. Otherwise, you're probably just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, Full Moon Alchemist. You know, go fucking go watch it. It's freaking good. Um, but yeah, it's a Halloween season, and and of course with that, like I figured uh, for the first like ep- October episode um because i'm planning uh, halloween lands on a monday which means this episode will drop on a monday i believe it's episode 162 i'm trying to come up with something big i I can't make any promises but um you know i i do know some spooky guys i do know some spooky gals some some people within the world of wrestling um so i will be doing my darndest to try and get uh some of them on here for the you know for, for the remainder of february if not if anything at least for um the halloween episode because again it lands on a monday and uh you know 
that would be fun. Um, but again, so with this episode in particular, it was it's one of those things where, and I talk about it a little bit um, on uh, you know on, on the actual episode, but uh, you know, shit happened, and uh, Vinny and I, you know, we didn't talk for a while, and again. Friends go through that all the time, and with, with him in particular, you know, it's uh, I, <clears throat> I talk about in here. You know, he, he's like a brother to me. Again, he is he has been here as long, or you know, when I first started here, he was basically like my first friend. Um, and again, you know, we've had our ups, we've had our downs, and you know, um, the last year or so, we just we didn't really talk. You know, on some episodes, I uh, you know I said some shit. You know, and you know, to, to my, I and I apologize. You know, it's one of those things where, um, <laughs> you know, when I want to talk some shit, I'm gonna talk some shit. But again, everything's all fucking cool. You know, we're 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 you know we're good friends again and stuff like that. And so I reach out to him because, again, uh, you know, he and his brother Moses, they you know they run uh, the horror house, which is here in Chicago. It's a horror themed store. You know, you can go in there, you can buy some horror merchandise, some, you know, you buy VHS tapes, you can buy fucking Goosebumps books, posters, toys, statues, fucking like uh, all kinds of shit. And it's, it, again, uh, you know, them being my friends aside, like it is something fucking unique that not a lot of places have. And it's it's a, it's funny that in that neighborhood specifically, it's one of these up and coming neighborhoods now. I mean, like I grew up and it was a sh- when I grew up in it, it was a shithole. But now, you know, it's it's uh, it's a little up and coming and stuff like that. And um, through that, uh, you know, a lot of places are opening up. A lot of like, uh, yeah, like a spooky themed coffee shop and stuff like that. We talk about it there. Um, and so it's just cool. You know, again, as a, as a, f- a long time friend of his, it's cool to fucking see him accomplish this. You know, I always tell people like, man, if you want to fucking do something, just do it. Like, <sighs> I was thinking about it with this podcast because it was... Um, it's been 102 episodes, and then I had these two guys on. Um, and that was even before, like, you know, our, our, our beef. It was just it'd been a while since I had them on. Um, not with Moses. Nobody hates Moses. Everyone loves Moses. Um, it, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm 158 episodes now. And, like, honestly, when, when Dave and I started doing this, I didn't fucking think we were going to make it to 50 episodes. You know, we did, I, I did episode 13 with Kevin Smith and I was like, all right, cool. This is where it's peaked. This is where it peaks and it is never going to get any fucking cooler than this. And that is fine. I am okay. I got John Pollock in waiting. I got Marty DeRosa. I got Sarah Shockey. I got Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. Boom. There you go. Like, you know, short of CM Punk on that list, like there would have been no one else that I would have like died to talk to, but you know, thankfully, I, I was able and, uh, and I was fortunate and lucky enough to now a hundred and fucking 158 episodes in so many people I've gotten to talk to so many people, even the episodes that were just, you know, myself and Stank or myself and cousin Jeremy or, you know, most recently the, the birthday boy himself, you know, Drew Kissler. Like I just I like coming out here and talking with my friends, you know, um, it, I love doing the Patreon stuff. Like I love, I love just doing this. Like again, I'm at the point where you know, and people are like, "What do you do for work?" You know, it's like, "Oh, I, uh, you know, I, I work over here pro wrestling these." But oh, aside from that, I also host a podcast. Um, and you know, this has just become such a massive part of my life, and I love it. I love every minute of it. And you know, and I'm always, 
<laughs> I'm always like thanking you guys and so like but again thank you to everyone who fucking listens like nothing you know it it, it it's like I, I get embarrassed almost when people are like oh hey yeah like I listen to the podcast and stuff because I'm just like what like you know like you the people like I I just always assume people tune in and it's it is nice when I hear from friends they're like no like I like hearing you and you know your friends talking like what's going on and stuff like that because genuinely I expect fucking people to like tune in like you know uh like, I only want to hear, you know, the Jeff Jarrett's and the Young Bucks episodes. Like, I don't give a fuck that, you know, uh, that you, you're comparing yourself to Doctor Strange because, you know, or like, you're fucking comparing yourself to Doctor Manhattan because, you know, he fucking, uh, just whatever, you know, like, weird things like that. Like, you know, when I go on tangents about just, like, random shit, um, it is nice to hear that, like, you know, that, that people do enjoy that. And, um, yeah, you know. Uh, thank you again. Thank you again to everyone. That's just a long-winded way of saying thank you again. You know, I. It's been three years of doing this. Here's to fucking another three because um, I'm not fucking leaving. You know, I went through some. I went through some shit. You know, this last summer, and I took like a month or two off, and that fucking sucked. Because I I just wanted a podcast, you know, and and thank you to Benno and Martin Bush me for bringing me on to you know their charity stream because that sort of lit the fire underneath my ass and I wanted a podcast again and um, yeah now I'm doing it and uh, I'm sitting down again with Moses and Vinny uh, to talk about Halloween the horror house just sort of catching up with them it goes all over the place and uh, I've been fucking rambling long enough so without any further ado let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with Vinny Malave and Moses Gibson. podcast tends to have reoccurring guests um especially with the absence of stank uh i've sort of delved more into which i mean originally what the podcast was supposed to be was it was the pwt cast well my, my title was featuring the pwt cast as there's plenty of people who fucking work at the shop and even at that time that had like podcasts we have musicians and shit so i was like all right people come to in front of a microphone um and so yeah i mean some people hear more often than not uh, these two in particular, you have not heard. I did. I, I, I looked it up earlier. The last time they're on was episode fifty. It was our our big celebration for episode fifty. And what was cool about that was um, things that they were talking about that they wanted to do. Um, because of course, the cryptic closet is has grown slowly from just like an idea that a stoned Vinny had telling me while we like did our actual work into like now i'm sitting in their brick and mortar store and i re-listened to that episode before that, and there was two things that like you that you know Vinny talked about and that one was like oh, i i you know if uh if, if our comic book does really good the second one maybe we'll do a third one and they were already planning the third one this was one of those cheeky things where like we knew we knew it was happening and that like you know, like Dan Housen was going to be involved and stuff like that. But it was, you know, a nice like little teaser. And the second one was like, I would at like, I would to, I would like to at some point have an actual physical brick and mortar store, which like in these times, that's one of those, we're like, there's a lot of businesses that are like going on their stuff. So it was a pretty ambitious fucking task, you know? And so again, it's been, you know, like a year and a half, maybe no, you had a year and a half, like since that, I don't know. I'm not good at math. So you guys can tell me. But it's been a while, you know, since they're on. And again, since that, like, a lot has happened. And again, it was a, a while since they were been on here, you know, much like most family. Because this is what I consider these two is sometimes there's disagreements and stuff like that, you know. But, like, if anyone has any siblings, 
you fight, you argue, then you kiss and make up, you know. So so now they're back on here. But again, on top of just, you know, wanting to talk to, I mean, Moses I see more often because he, you know, he, man hustles. Man has two fucking jobs. He's, he's he wears many hats, not physically because his hair just won't contain him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just wanted to sit down and talk with you because, again, it's, there's very few people that have, that know, I mean, I talk about it, but there, there's one live show that we actually did um, that someone didn't have a large enough memory card for, so it didn't save. Um, but again, just having it personally, like as, as seeing you two guys, you know, come up with this idea, and now again, we're sitting in their brick and mortar store. This that's TikTok famous because again, before you know, um, sort of kissed and made up and stuff like that, it was one of those things where like. I would see people constantly reposting. It was coming up in my algorithm. Like at one point it was like, I was like, oh shit, this place looks pretty fucking cool. And then it's like Crypto Closet. And I was like, oh fuck. You know, I'm like, um, just like a lot of friends that I have that are into the spooky. So of course they're posting about like, oh man, like there's this place I want to, I'm like, yeah, go there. Like I know them. I, I know the owners go there and fucking, you know, buy their shit and stuff like that. Um, which is just a really long-winded way of saying that I'm very pleased that after uh, 102 episodes, finally, we get to hear the beautiful dulcet tones of one Moses Gibson and Vinny uh, Malave. Vinny, what's Moses, up? How the fuck are you guys doing? Doing fucking great. It's a that's a very <laughs> awesome intro. I'll say that was that was that was really awesome. You, you're good. You, you well, you've been doing this a while, so you know. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't plan I didn't plan most of it. I put you because that's how it is. It's like I feel like it, it's very much the same thing where it's like if you rehearse something, you, it never like, goes right. No, like you know, like when you were kids and you were just like, oh fuck, I know my parents are gonna say no, but if I tell, like you know, you have the conversation ready to go with your parents, and then you go up there and it's just like verbal diarrhea, and you're just like, Bleh. and they're like, no, you fucking, you can't go hang out, you know, with your friends because you have to be home by nine, and you're like fuck i had such a compelling fucking argument too and you can't go back for like a second round you know and i guess with this i could have recorded a second intro but no 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 off the cuff that that's that was was the one it was it was one and done yeah but i mean again like like i said in the intro it is pretty fucking cool to me that again when Vinny, you know when i first started at like pro wrestling tees one hour tees like one of the things that Vinny would talk about was like i would like to have my own brick and mortar store and again you being his brother i'm sure that's something you heard plenty of times and like talk a little bit about how that process was because again it's like i don't fucking know anything about opening up like an actual retail store like neither, neither did we we had no fucking clue um it really started when um I think the idea really planted in my head when I went to a shop called Horribles growing up. And it was like when I was, uh, I don't know, like 20, 2010 or maybe like 2009. And it was a really cool horror, like horror shop. Run, uh, it was ran by John Ranza, um, Matt Wilberg, and our buddy Ralph would come and help him out. And just the way that shop was, it was so fucking cool. Like you go in and it felt like a almost like a little horror museum, and something about it was just so fucking cool. And in my head, I'm like, this has to be one of the coolest fucking jobs to to just be surrounded by horror all the time. The cool thing is they had a basement that had a little mini, little mini theater. Like you had a projector and a screen and mm-hmm. seats and all that. And he let me do like you know, have my own little birthday party and shit down there. And in in the back of my head, I was like, man, this would be really fucking cool. And then. 
few years later, they kind of uh, fizzled out. They got bought out um, and, and just became kind of like an entity inside of a separate store. And, uh, yeah, I feel I felt like that kind of, like, sparked the light of that would be really cool to have a horror shop. But then you, you fast forward with the, with the cryptic closet and what me and Moses did and what, you know, we were able to do in those, those years and still continue to do. But the idea was just like in Chicago, there's such a huge fan base for that. Like we, we do horror conventions where there's flashback weekend days of the dead. Um, hell even C2E2. And we get to witness firsthand how big of a community just like there is for horror in general, you know? And like, how many people actually come out and support it, whether it's a small screening at Music Box or, um, I don't know, movies like Barbarian or Nope, and you see how many people actually go and watch it opening weekend. Like, there's a huge crowd for it, but there's nobody really catering to it, especially since Horrible's been gone. So the idea was to kind of fill that void. And not only did did we want to open up a horror shop, the goal was to open up Chicago's only horror shop and do it before anybody else anybody else beat us to it and happy to say that we did it yeah very serendipitously as well like it was just crazy how we found this because initially we were going to take the old bric-a-brac location on Kedzie and Diversity friends with Nick and Jen I honestly, I I kind of do somewhat attribute like how fast the process went of us deciding to just like shoot and go for it. They 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 they're definitely a part part of that motivating factor. Like them just seeing that they were moving, you know, onto Milwaukee, knowing that they were expanding, seeing they were doing cool stuff, and they were like, yeah, we love you guys to come and like be our neighbors or like you know try to get a shop somewhere near us. And like during that time, it seemed like such a far possibility that like you know we were like yeah that'd be awesome but you're know, like realistically it's, we were thinking what it would take what did we say like 2023 said, yeah, and that was in 2020 because there were times where i'd go to brick for people who aren't from chicago and are wondering what the fuck is brick a brick it's a it's a really cool vintage like collectible shop like super cool environment um i mean just it's just nostalgia to the max. Um, and if you have TikTok, you might have seen their sister company that's also just as popular. Um, it's The Brood, and it's the horror coffee shop. Um, and they're right next door to each other, but they're owned by the same people. And when I would go over there, we would just talk about you know business and how the cryptic closet is going, how their shop's going. And they knew that one of our you know goals was to open up a shop. So when... The opportunity arose where they were able to move to a bigger location. They were like, well, maybe you guys can take over our lease. And the idea was great. It was like, man, how cool would it be to take Bricker Brack's old location? Like, they already kind of have like a built in fan base of people mm-hmm. who know where they're at. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then, it, long story short, we had an interview. Everything went really good. And then they just ghosted us. They didn't respond to us. Um, not Bricker Brack, but the people who, the property managers, and Nick and Jen were like really pushing for us and like trying to put in a good word. It just didn't work out. And then when they finally called us to tell us, Hey, like somebody else is going to take the spot mm-hmm. that same day. Like we were bummed the fuck out because we had tried to manifest this in our heads. Like we knew what we wanted to do, how we want to decorate it. And it just fell through. But like 
we knew that the idea was so good that we couldn't just put a you know a niche on the the idea and just fucking put it away for a couple of years. So we drove around, and there was a location that's literally like three doors down, and it's it's small. It's five hundred square feet. I thought so, three doors down were the owners, and they wanted you to take over the lease. Yeah, and they're racist, and they like Trump. Um, <laughs> That's so, why. They're like, we're getting out of here. We, we're we too little, too left-leaning in this town. He's like, yeah, Democrats are my kryptonite. Um, <laughs> no, and I, I drove past just to see what it looked like, and it's literally less than half of what this space is. Mm-hmm. And um, drove past, and it, it looked okay, but then when I kept going, I saw this spot, and it just looked really clean, really nice. Um called the guy and told him like hey uh we're interested in seeing it how much is it a month and it actually ended up being like 50 bucks less than bric-a-brac okay like their old location so it all worked out and then when we thought about it it's like we're right across the street from kuma's corner which is like a metal themed bar and a burger spot and then you got demon tap which is like a dungeons and dragons themed bar you got dark matter really badass coffee shop you have Bucket of Blood. It's like a record book, you know, um, movie shop. You got Jimenez and Mexicans love yeah. horror stuff. Yeah. And then, oh, what is it? Guanajuato or whatever? Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Guanajuato. yeah. Tacos. And yeah, so it's just like, um, there's Meteor Gem too. It's like a metal record shop. And there's a place called Deep Red that's opening up in November. And it's a horror inspired wine bar. So it's just like this whole area is being revamped in a really, um, organic way like it's not all planned nobody all these business owners didn't talk to each other and say hey let's do something you know kind of like the macabre or dark mm-hmm. side like it's just happening and it's 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 fucking awesome what's it's funny because like because i grew up around here like this burger king that's down the street from us that was uh you know when we went out for fancy dinners we weren't going to olive garden we weren't going to red lobster we were going to this Burger King, you know, there, there's the corner booth over here on Belmont. That was our booth. You know, that was where we fucking went like when we were younger a lot. Um, but again, same thing. Like, I grew up around here and it's it's because I've been leaving over by like the shop for <clears throat> the better part of three, four years or just around from this area. It's one of those things that when I drive around here, it's like, man, a lot has changed. Like you got your fancy condos up there. There's some, still some small Sorry, businesses. Yeah. There you're fine. There's some small business, like this auto body shop that's just been here forever. Like remember when it used to be Ace Hardware? Yeah. It used to be fucking Ace Hardware was right there. I think now it's like, uh, it's, I think it's condos now. Yeah. yeah. Like Dude, it, this, this scar above my eye, I got it at Brands Park. There's yeah, there's there's a park yeah, like right up the street. There's yeah, that that's I used to go there for summer camp, and it was my first job. Like I was I was a summer camp kid, and then I was a rec leader when I grew up. So I, f- I played both sides. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they used to take the swings and throw them across the top of the pole? My mom's boyfriend at the time tried to undo it, and I was in the way when it swung around. <laughs> the the metal the metal chain just fucking hit me in the face, dude. And it, it, it's like it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13. Like my face was just like covered i had a straight up crimson mask and he was walking me around there was a guy outside his his uh, house like like just spraying his grass with the hose and and he was like hey can i can i use your holes i just want i just want to rinse off his face and i was standing on the side of some stranger's house just getting my fucking face (laughs) rinsed and blood just fucking falling everywhere so it's a lot of good memories in this neighborhood well in that part so there's uh, I, I might have told a story before. I don't know. It, probably with you because we talked about Brands Park. I might have just told you in person. But the, So there's there's also a school over here called uh, Lene. And 
in when we were like eighth grade. I think we're not it was like we we're freshmen, but it was like we were still hanging out with the the upperclassmen that were, you know, were sophomores now, I guess. It's just we were hanging around the same people, you know. Like I went to the same grammar school, graduated kindergarten, eighth grade, and high school with a lot of the same people. We were with like them because it was like Halloween and they were older than us, so they could get eggs and stuff like that. So we're like, okay. And we were like 20, 30 people deep. Like it was at one because at first it was like the eight, nine people that we knew. And then their friends just started coming and they were all kind of like gangbangers and stuff. So we we're like, oh man. And it was, it was, that was me and three of my other friends. It was Freddie, Arturo, Vinny. Yeah. And so we're standing just like on the corner at this point because we're waiting for more people to come up. And there's this fucking like giant escalade that's creeping up. It's slowly creeping up. And we're like, oh, like again, one of those things where it's like, I'm going to go stand in the fucking back because if shit goes down, like, I'm not fucking around. I'm not waiting around and stuff. And sure enough, they just start throwing eggs. All this is going, eggs are being thrown. And then you hear a sirens going off and there's cops coming. We're like, fuck, fuck, what do we do? Um, Ivan, at least his husband and my other buddy, Arturo, they both go running, both go their own fucking separate ways. And then I'm with my friend, Fred, and he goes, just stop. He goes, throw the eggs in this bush. We'll just walk. We'll just pretend we're not with these people. And we're like, oh, okay. And we do that because they go they're chasing everyone that's running i'm just like that's pretty fucking smart we call ivan you know he comes back and meets us up and we're like where's arturo this motherfucker there's a softball game going on because they like brands park has like a, a little baseball field yeah. so there's a game going on he hopped the fence two like fat cops try to hop over the fence but fall they can and the, you know eventually they get up and then they're chasing him and then people see the cops are chasing this people so they're all chasing it was just this whole fucking like mess but like every time <coughs> Cause, and at this point, we're like, th- it's been 30, 40 minutes, and we're like, where did he go? Why isn't he answering his phone? Fuck, they arrested him. For sure, they arrest him. And then finally, he's like... He's eating an elote, an elote with the fucking everybody else in the crowd in the softball game? <laughs> he's in some random gangway. He's like, like, come find me. I'm over here. And we're like, what are you, like, what's going on? And he's like, I, he, like, he tells us a story, and we're like... He's like, I'm getting gang raped. Yeah. We're, we're like, what the fuck? We're like, what did you do? We're so confused. And then he tells us the story. But again, I was like a, a 13 year old, you know, yeah. kid at that point. Gangbangers also- love corners. So that's another thing. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't help that growing up, Spider Man, every figure I had, he was throwing up a king sign. Yeah. So I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Not that I was trying to web anybody, but like if I did, I for sure would have gotten killed. Yeah. It's, uh, not the best not the best hand design for for kids growing up in inner city chicago where uh you can't really fucking throw that up but there's also the firehouse it's a little bit down the ways as well that's where they would always take the first graders or kindergartners on a field trip you know and it's still there yeah i know i remember i used to walk past and be like i want to be a firefighter you can't be a firefighter Vinny. you have asthma you'll (laughs) die i also just i don't want to burn alive yeah, I like thinking about it as an adult. Like, I would never do that shit. That sounds horrible. Saving people's lives? Fuck that. What am I like? Are they even grateful? John Cena I feel like I feel like they're just like, yeah, you owed me. You owed me risking your entire life. Well, like, I, I mean, the- for a cat, no. For, I'd do it just for cats. Like, I would do it just to get like go inside of a tree and rescue a cat. Like so- human people? No, fuck that. So like I'm a big fan of the show Die. Rescue Me, which is uh, Dennis Leary. He's like a, a cop that or a cop, a firefighter. Yeah, you know it's a really good show. But there's so and I've rewatched that like back back to front like two or three times. So that's one of those shows where I'm like, there's a lot of like preconceived notions of co- of firefighters that I have. And one of my buddies, Anthony, he's a cop or he's he keeps saying cop. He's a firefighter now. So I want to be like, hey, 
Is it? How much? How similar is it to this fucking? Is it true you tuck your dick between your legs before you go down the pole? Yeah, it looks just like <laughs> random questions like that, and I'm sure it's all exaggerated because that's you know that that's just the nature of how that is. Um, but uh, no, it is it is again like you like mentioning all the like the changing neighborhood again. So for someone who grew up around here, like I you know I grew up not too far from here. Like, it is cool to sort of see all the things that are being integrated. Because, again, this was primarily, like, a straight-up just Hispanic fucking neighborhood. Like, not that it's not. Like, it, it still is. And I'm sure there's some gentrification happening. I mean, I'm looking at these fancy condos that nobody I fucking knew growing up yeah, could afford I mean, to live there. Let me put it this way. <laughs> the dark matter, you think of it, it's like a hipster coffee spot, all white people. But they sell empanadas and tacos for in the morning. Like, come on. They know they know their fucking crowd, dude. Yeah. They're like, oh, white people love coffee and Hispanics want empanadas. You know how I know they know Hispanics want empanadas? Because they have lechon in there. They have fucking pork empanadas. Yeah, we so had some good. this morning. I don't need to start my mornings like that. Oh, no. That is, that is, that is too dangerous. Yeah, I did yeah. it today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> they were like, oh, we have two empanadas left. I was like, I will fucking take them. I guarantee you no other Dark Matters have empanadas. So you know it's like they just they just know. Oh, they like, have, oh, they have that Target Market on lock. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's another spot over here. I forgot the name of it, but they sell. Uh, Cafe Cultura, em- I want to yeah, say. Yeah, they have empanadas. Really good chicken one. But the breading is like a croissant. So it's super fucking flaky. And it's oh, like a mouth chasm. See, and that that's one of the things that, like, so, like, you mentioned these things like that, and, like, I've been, I mean, even now when I was here, but, like, I've been here, like, on weekends where it's, like, it's nicer out, so you can go walk around and stuff like that, and to me, this is, like, the perfect ideal fucking place for something like that, because you can go get your fucking coffee and empanadas, and then walk down here, and you're like, oh, let me buy some fucking, some, you know, fucked up t-shirts or a Fanny DeVito fanny pack you know or just like things of that nature and then you know walk down oh here's this cool record store and oh you know what i didn't need to pick up some groceries let me go to the fucking grocery store that's right here it's like i think that that, so even the alley chicago the famous place relocated and they're like a mile down if that yeah there's a lot of like regional chicago like i feel like like my listeners in like fucking australia are probably just like like, writing like seriously if you're not from here and you plan on coming to chicago write all these things down all these places because the cool part is that all these spots specifically are all in a like a a small little radius that you can come and hit all of them and it's a good spot to go if you have never been to chicago and you want to see some really cool spots that um you're guaranteed not to be able to go see anywhere else, you know, like small businesses that don't exist outside of our walls, you know? Well, even so, that's like one of the things too, where it's like, I've had like, um, well, like, like, yeah, you were witness to it. Like every, anytime I have friends come in from like out of town, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'll give them the fucking pro wrestling yeah. t-store, bring them up to M3 toys. Oh, yeah. And like recently I had some friends who were here from out of town and I was just like, Oh, like, and, cause you, you and my buddy James, you guys were talking like horror movies, like fr- what franchises you guys liked and stuff like that to which the whole weekend he was like, I really like that Moses kid. He goes, <laughs> I really like his taste of movies. I was like, yeah, Moses is fucking awesome, but you know it was like one of those things where I was like, oh. "Did you do a podcast with uh, for Wes?" It's uh the, the draft pod guys. Okay, cool. Because he we just started emailing with them yesterday. That's what he said. He's like, "Yeah, I remember Moses." Okay, that makes sense. Oh, I love I Drew, who's one of the hosts on here. Like I've 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 had he's he's jumped in twice now to just sort of like fucking come in and jump. The, you guys need to do the draft pod. Oh no, we're we're doing it yeah, Monday, I think, and we're supposed to do uh, best horror kills. 
perfect. Ooh. I, I, I think I'm part of the like five six timers club on there. Like where, it's just it's it's fun. Check out DraftPod. Drop in tomorrow. Also, uh, um, I just have to get this out. This has nothing to do with anything. This is not on any subject. It's random as fuck. I just want you to know what I legit woke up thinking about at like seven in the morning, and it wasn't something I even thought about ever before. And it wasn't even in a dream. It's having pork empanadas for breakfast. No, it's a porn name. And it's a that goes with the like So like I woke up and instantly thought of Squirt Cobain. Like that would be such a badass name for a chick to be if she was a porn star. Like Or like Squirt if you're Cobain. starting NXT. Yeah. Yeah, Squirt Cobain and then your your group your stable name could be Hervana. And then your shirt on the back, the slogan could just say "Come as you are," but it's "Cum." Like, dude, there's all those things came to me literally at 7 a.m. and I kept sitting there, in my like laying there in my pillow, thinking, "Squirt Cobain, Squirt Cobain." Like, <laughs> and uh, I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, that's. I just have to get it out that way. If I ever forget, I can listen to this podcast. Like, holy shit, there you go again. Because one day I'm gonna sell all my porn names to some struggling dick sucker or <laughs> pit rubber. See, these are. These are the kind of conversations because again, when like because it's been a while, like uh, you know, when I first started at, at Pro Wrestling Tees, when I were Tees, when we moved over to the new shop, me and Vinny sat next to each other. Like I was the receptionist, Vinny was just one of the the, the design, chair sitters. I didn't do anything. Yeah, one of the you know one of the designers there. I so. just made sure Google worked. <laughs> so we would you know we would sit there and like. I don't know if any, you guys might not know this. Vinny likes to partake in, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. I actually stopped. Really? You no, stopped? I'm no, I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. I will smoke every day. I actually smoke more now. <laughs> well, yeah. He, like, And so sometimes when he'd, you know, when he'd come back from lunch, I'll put it this way. When he'd come back from lunch. More hungry than when I left. Yeah. He'd be like, hey. And then to some, you know, some brainy idea like that and be like, yeah, that's fucked up. Like he'd be like, I'm thinking about doing a shirt that's Bret Hart in bed with his arm around Bret Hart, and it says <laughs> Bret Scoot Bret. And I'm like, yeah, that's really fucked up. You should totally draw that. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bret Hart did not like that one. Ryan <laughs> tried to pitch it to him, and that's probably the best. Like, you know, it's actually more satisfying than him approving it and putting it up is him seeing it and being like, I would never put that up. <laughs> Which, like, l- l- he is the best. He is the goat. But I feel like like a Ric Flair would put that up, you know. Yeah, Ric Flair has no shame at this, but he's making woo wings. What the fuck? <laughs> I heard the commercial and I was like, okay, dude couldn't even like record that professionally in a recording studio. This guy did it on a, through a cell phone video voice message or some shit. It sounded so bad. Like he sounded like he was at the airport mid plane flying off, but he wasn't in the plane. He was standing next to it outside. He's standing. Yeah, he's like he's just like so like. Woo wings. I'm like, oh man, this guy seriously. Somebody needs to tell him to cut the fuck out. <laughs> um, at, least, so, at least Mike Tyson doesn't do that shit. You know? Mike Tyson has a podcast, doesn't he? Yeah, does he? Uh, was it a podcast? The hot a podcast, hot boxing or something with Mike Tyson? It's something like that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Is uh, this, is this some, who? There was another guy who did that. Um, I think it was Be Real from Cypress Hill would like. Hotbox. He with, yeah. With he was. He, he did one with. He did one with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Those were cool as fuck. Is this something like that? Because that uh, sounds. Like uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you know, sounds Mike like twenty twenty two. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Well, no, he's. I think he's like. I pretty much every episode. I'm pretty sure he's on there smoking. But like, yeah. Dude, I'm. 
Mike Tyson, when people talk about Mike Tyson's weed, I always bring up double or nothing when we want, when we all took the trip the first time. And I went to the dispensary, and we got Michael. I got Michael so fucking high, he didn't talk and even look at his phone. Oh my god, that was for record time. I have I have that picture. I have that picture somewhere where, um, yeah, we were we went to New York, New York. Yep. It was one of those things where like Michael didn't go mentally. He was but Michael. He was just, Michael was on a fucking. He was on a different plane of existence. Yeah, it was just his his physical vessel. Because one of the things is like like Ryan will take us out on like nice dinners and stuff like that, but we're there for a week, so it's like all right. This let's guy's go to McDonald's. Like, yeah, like, l- what else can we find? And I think at that point it was just like, let's go to different hotels because, like, I know, um, I wanted, I wanted to go, I wanted to go take a picture in front of the Bellagio because I'd just seen fucking Ocean's Eleven not too long before that. I was like, listen, guys, I know how we can get some extra money. Um, but at one point we wound up in New York, New York. Yeah, like, again, you're good with taking your edibles. I don't know who else took them with you guys. Maybe cousin Jeremy. I don't know. Cousin Jeremy wasn't there. No, it wasn't cousin. I think. Uh Castro took one, maybe possibly, uh, but like we're all there, and again, Michael is like, you know, it's usually someone we fuck around with, interact with, talk with, dead silent, dead silent, just like staring at his phone. Where I was just like, hey man, you good? And he just like looks up from his pizza, he's like, yeah, I'm good, and looks back down, <laughs> wasn't even on his phone, like that guy's glued to his phone, and I was just like, whoa, that's fucked up, like, yeah, it was like alternate dimension, Michael, it was pretty wild. But then, then it was funny. So many people, when that happened, that pay per view would message me like, "Dude, you don't even look excited at Double or Nothing. Like, you just look like you're just there." Backstory: All the people who wanted to take edibles with me and smoke pot with me decided they didn't want to do it last minute. Or when they say they wanted to smoke, they meant, "I want to watch you spark a fucking joint and then maybe take a baby." I don't know, like a girl's first hit and then give it back to you and be like, I'm good. So double or nothing is the night before our last day. Like that's their last day. Then we leave the next day. I took the rest of those edibles that I had. And then I had two cards that I brought home. And then I had three. No, I had an extra card that I was smoking there. And then I had three joints. One that I smoked out there with Castro, and when I say with Castro, I mean he took a baby hit, and then he was done. <laughs> and then I was waiting. There was nothing to do, so I fucking went out, and I smoked the other two joints. And, dude, the edibles hit me close to when the fireworks went off because I legit jumped when the fireworks <laughs> went off. Um, so it wasn't that I was not into it at all. I was into it. I was just into it. See, I, I think this is something <laughs> I baked. this is something I can relate to because it'll happen with, or I get really fucked up and stoned. What if I was like, oh, dude, I fucking smoke so much now, um, but extra X just recently gave it up, so we can't smoke together now. But that year, man, oh I was, man, you fucking clerk, uh, <laughs> you fucking Jane Silent Bob. Um, sometimes that shows because again, people like know where we are, um, and like I'll have friends like send me pictures and they're like, why do you look so? Ups-? I was like, I promise you, I'm having the time of my life. I'm like, I just, like, I'm very, like, into it. Like, I'll, I'll get in there and I'll fucking boo and I'll cheer. But, like, when there's fucking downtime, I'm going to just, I treat it like the opera. I treat it like the yeah. theater. Except for when I'm screaming, like, come on, Kenny Omega, kick this fucking idiot's ass. Like, I, I'll, you know, I'll get in there and I'll do that. But, I mean. In between you, then, what, do you, what face do you make? Like, listen, it's, listen, don't ask a dude. Why do you have that face? Because it's just as insulting as when you tell a woman who has RBF 
Why don't you smile? Listen, dude. I'm high. <laughs> I'm high. The fireworks just scare the shit out of me. I might have squirted a little bit of shit out of my ass. Because that fucking pyro was really intense. It was like... They've been holding that pyro in because that was the first pay-per-view. So they were holding it in for fucking months. It was like a, a fucking cum load. When it, when it popped, I was like, legit. That's when I knew it kicked in. But it's just like, yeah, sometimes like, I'm like, dude, stop watching me. Why the fuck are you watching me on TV? Watch the match. Fucking loser. Stop, <laughs> stop yeah. staring at me and critiquing me. That, that <laughs> it, It's just weird because sometimes you know people are watching. Like, like, it's one of those things where... Um, Again, especially because, uh, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are fully aware of it. Where it was Dying. like, um, I, 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 uh, I started somewhat of a little war. Someone started somewhat of a little feud with, uh, with these boys down in Nashville, and it was like one of those things where it's like, with Whack a Mole, right? Yeah, with Whack a Mole. Um, you know, uh, no, fuck them. I, what the fuck was Eddie's name? Fucking Mike. Fuck him. Oh, Whack a Mike. Care. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's like I know that like I know there's people out there who are probably watching the show and just like oh fuck this guy like I it's you know like it's one of those like you know there's people that like don't like you but they're like oh great seat fourteen again I gotta watch this fucking idiot the entire show and it's like not really but it, it, and speaking about that though I did actually want to talk about one fucking thing because at this last pay per view at all out um so you came a little bit later than you know because we were sitting there for like yeah, the pre show that's the stone. Hispanic me. That's why I showed up like right at the fucking when the show started. So so you show up and you know I was like oh hey what's up and we're sitting down and I go I'm like Vinny I was like what are you doing wearing a Seth Rollins shirt to a fucking AEW show like come on bro what was the shirt that you were wearing? Oh um so before I left the shop to come to All Out I decided to make a shirt because we have a T-shirt printer that we also the same kind of printer that we have at Pro Wrestling Tees. We have one downstairs in our shop. So I made a parody shirt that says Seth freaking Rogan and thought, you know, honestly, at that point, I was like, it's an old Seth Rollins shirt. Like Nobody's really going to fucking pay attention to it. But I think it's funny. And I left Seth Rogan. Fuck it. You know, I'm like, what's what's the worst that can happen? So at least one or two people will chuckle. And uh, yeah, it got more attention than I anticipated. Yeah, because it's like. Like Seth Rogen like retweeted it, right? Yeah, he he just put respect and retweeted the picture of me, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, I just want to smoke pot with him. That's <laughs> it. Like, it's like I'm not trying. There was so many people. It was funny because there was a couple of people who commented like, "Hey, you can get the shirt here." I was like, "Fuck you, dude!" I didn't oh, get all those bots. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't get the shirt from either of you guys. Also, I'm not selling this. This was for myself, but. It was really fucking cool when I when I when I left the place because I had no reception, and I walk out and I get all these texts and it's like screenshots of Seth Rogen's tweet. I was like, "That's almost as fucking cool as the entire pay per view." You know, like when you see that shit, you're like, "That's the most eventful thing that's gonna happen all night. Nothing more eventful will happen." Right, right. I'm like, it's it it, it, it peaked already, but it was funny seeing people's reactions. Like, man, I thought he was wearing a Seth Seth freaking Rollins shirt. Like, who the hell would do that at an AEW show? And then I realized he said. Seth freaking Rogan, he got me, and I was like, <laughs> well, and you know, you're able to do that because again, you have the benefit of you have like your own your own printer here, yeah. um, and so it started just you know let's talk about the shop a little bit more because all right, so you guys find the place, you guys are like all right, we're gonna do it, and you guys actually did something pretty cool, is which uh, you guys launched like a GoFundMe right to help sort of get the place off the ground. Yeah, we did a Kickstarter, Kickstarter. which we still have 
Uh, we do still have a couple tiers to ship out that we're hopefully going to be having done um, before this holiday approaches. But we decided to do a Kickstarter and try to make it a goal of 20000 And we reached twenty three, And it was fucking awesome, man. Like, that was a really interesting time because it was like... The beginning, it wasn't moving as quickly as we wanted to. Like, it, it definitely moved, but you never realize. Like, I mean, twenty k is a lot of money, you know. Mm-hmm. But we we've, we've done kickstarters, we did the crypto closet comic, and we were used to like a couple days. Bam, we made the goal. This one was like down to the wire. Like, yeah. what, I think I think there was three days left by the time we hit the goal. Like, people, honestly, yeah, just from like a whole bunch of people that were keeping track of it, and I think that's partially why we were able to make that goal like right at that last stretch during that last week was just because it was like, we were so close, but so far, like we were about what, si- K or like 60, yeah, like 16, 17 K. And it's like, wow, you're over three quarters of the way there. But if you don't get there within these next few days, you don't get any of it. Like at, at when you guys are at that point, are you like, fuck, can we get together this month? You know, can we get to get, can we get together the remaining 4K just so we could fucking like hit that goal? Or are you guys basically just sitting around and wait, like hoping there's 4,000 people that each want to give you a dollar? Oh, no. At that point, it was like we were just trying to do anything we could. Like, this, that, that's where a lot of the support from the neighboring businesses really came into play. Like, Reed's Local helped us out, let us do a fundraiser. Kuma's Corner helped us do an event. Like I want to say, two weeks before it ended, the Kickstarter, and we were able to set up in their back, the little back outdoor area. We had a pop up there. WGN came in, did a little little segment, and we were just selling stuff. And we made a good chunk of money, and was able to put all that into the Kickstarter, and doing events like that where we were able to kind of like do little mini pop ups and whatever money we made, we just threw it right back into the Kickstarter, and um, it was just like a mixture of that. And just the support of our family and friends who saw us in the in the end were like, I mean, naturally with Kickstarter, those type of things, people tend to wait to the last minute, mm-hmm. you know, because like especially when it's a goal that big, it's like okay, well, I'm not gonna put my money in if it's not gonna fucking reach this goal. So the closer we got to 20k, I think the more inviting it was for people to and to people like to make them want to actually go and spend their money you know like i think it's like oh shit they only need this much like i got i got 20 bucks i got 40 bucks i could throw and how good does it feel to like it could be a a fucking kickstarter or some kind of campaign that i don't even fully support that i'm like it doesn't interest me but if they're five bucks away i'll throw in the five bucks because like i just like knowing like you know helping Mm -hmm. people out and getting to that stretch and i feel like that was a big big thing in it too like a lot of people there are people who donated twice or like upped, you know, their original tier mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I'm going to throw in an extra 500 bucks more, 200 bucks more." And like it's people like that who who really saved their ass and just like helped us out, you know, like I don't know, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of what we're doing now and even just the setup of the shop wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for the support of everybody who kind of helped us out. And that's sort of one of the things that, cause again, and now the, the shop, it, you know, it, it's like set up and stuff like that. And like who it was actually, I was going to ask you earlier, but then like the, the, the customers came in and it's like, who, who's, who set all this up? 
like do you guys sit down and sort of dry everything out or is it very much just like all right this is what we got to work with because it's a pretty interesting layout in the way that it is set up like and like even when i was like in your guys's fucking bathroom i was just like what the fuck like it 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 was like the coolest fucking you know coolest bathroom i've i've been in um like what you know what who who comes up with all this is it you guys sit down and sort of or is there some sort of interior designer? It's- no, it's me, well, I know right off the bat, and I told Moses as soon as I told Moses and our buddy Aaron, who's who's in with this on this whorehouse, like I wanted the fucking masks. Yeah, that, that was the first thing that went up. I think first big thing. Was- yeah, like I told him, like I saw, I found these like cool mask hangers, like a display, and it's like an actual arm holding a stick, and the stick has like a half a styrofoam head. Which is what you put the mask on, and it just like adds, as as Nick from Brick and Break said, the devils in the details. And when I saw those, I was like, man, that looks really cool. And then once you put one up, the like in my head, I'm like, man, it'd be really fucking cool to just walk in to see like, just from your peripheral, like a gallery of heads on the top. You know, like it, mm-hmm. also I worked at Fantasy Costumes for forever, so I have an appreciation for the latex mask and like just a mask room. You know, um, and it was a cool way to take advantage of the higher space in the ceiling because like who the fuck's gonna want to put any collectibles or anything that high up yeah um so it just felt fitting and kind of everything else had a layout of what we wanted to do and i knew i wanted the t-shirt wall the cabinet because obviously i saw the way it was it was presented at at pro wrestling tees um and i like the fact that you could fit a lot of designs and stuff without taking up too much space and everything else was just kind of like you know we want we we definitely had to wing a good like the pretty much everything else from the glass cases which we had a rough idea that it was going to be like you know centrally located not too far from like our back door here but like when it came to say like the cryptic closet wall here with all the grids uh as well as over there where how we have like our print wall set up all of that we had to essentially figure out how we were going to do it on the go and uh Big shout out to uh, to our guy Jake Cherry. Uh, he he hooked it up. Like he really helped us figure out how we were gonna fit all the grid wall up and uh, and mount all that because we did not. It that was like a what three three day project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just just putting up the not even like decorating it with anything. Just yeah, like getting it installed. Like you, so the Kickstarter goes through. Like how long is it before you guys actually do like the the store launch and you know, you, you know you guys had a. You guys had a fucking cool fucking thing, you know. When you opened, it was uh, fucking old. Uh, what's his face? Oh, Butch, Butch Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, old Butch Patrick. They came in. Yeah. So I mean, we the the Kickstarter ended like like March and then beginning of April. We didn't get the money until like end of April, yeah. and then we were ordering all the stuff. Like we had to order the t-shirt cabinet, which took like a month and a half. Um, display cases. Um. Obviously the stock. Then we're also ordering stuff for the Kickstarter. Um, in like inventory was like the biggest thing is that you realize you, you you think you have enough, but in that situation, the hardest part is that you constantly have money going out. You have no money coming in. Our, our shop wasn't open. Our online sales wasn't really doing much because we weren't really promoting it. You know, we were so focused on this that we kind of put that in the back burner and um. Besides shows, we weren't really making money. So it's like we we kind of got to a standstill. We're like, okay, well, we can do all this, but 
we got to figure some shit out. And then mm-hmm. it got to a point where after the soft opening and the grand opening, I started purging a lot of my personal shit. Like I took a lot of my personal figures, collections, and started selling them just because like we didn't want the shop to look empty. I have a bunch of shit that I just wasn't touching. I know people would want it. And we did that until we were able to kind of get on our feet and then really start buying stuff. And now it's a point where we have new stuff coming in every single week. Um, a lot of new shit. So it's cool. Like, like the whole goal is like, I mean, the goal now is anybody who comes in, you, you always know there's always regular customers. Like, you know, like pro wrestling tees, you're always going to have Dennis A. Jr. You know, you're Clifford Frazier. Yep. Clifford. And just like, you want to be able to give them a unique experience. And like whenever people come, there's always something new for them to look at or whether it's art or whether it's a new print or it's a new t-shirt design or whatever. Like I like doing that because I don't know. I, I, I guess we're, we're just trying to make the kind of shop that we would want to walk into if we were horror fans, you know, mm-hmm. and give the same kind of approach. It's all still a learning game. We're still trying to, I'm sure when you come in like six months, it's going to be a little bit more different. We'll probably have a couple things rearranged or come, you know, a different setup. Um, but all in all, it's kind of like a, you know, adapt to survive kind of. Yeah, it's definitely been a very, I mean, even in the beginning, like you said, it took a, a month and almost really almost two months, closer to two months for the cabinet to come in to the point where we thought we would have it on time for the soft opening. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have it until... Like right days before the two days b- yeah before the actual grand opening for the shop so like even that was like we had a certain kind of caged off section that we had things hanging and you know had a little display on top and we kind of kept that idea for the front portion where we have the halloween 3 tv now but i mean yeah we went from that cut that had to throw up the the cabinets and get everything ready we literally had like a solid two three days before Mm -hmm. the grand opening i mean if you were to look at the shop like that wednesday versus the friday it was it was insane the amount of progress and just those few days that we had to make see now i think moses you're in an interesting position because like you work here but you also work for our friends over at m3 toys and you know both like again two small businesses two friends that have that have started their own small businesses based on just like, oh, I think this would be fucking something cool to do. And like, I got to imagine you probably, you know, more so than anyone now have more of an appreciation for like these other small businesses that you see, because again, you're employed by two now, you know, and you see the struggle of like, fuck, okay, what do we do? How do we do this? Like, there's no, it's not like you're working at Target and it's like, hey, we need a new uh, display case for this. And um, can you send us like 10,000 more of this thing? Cool, thanks. Yeah, just, yeah, bill it later. There's no there's no blueprint for success for small businesses. It's like a sink no. or swim type thing, you know? Like, it's, <sighs> it's, that's, that's the scariest part is that we all, we went into all this shit with like, we went into complete unknown territory. Like we didn't, we, we knew, okay, well we have to get this place. There's a lease. All right, cool. Like the business insurance, the, the having a lease, a t-shirt printer, having to get a, you know, have, have like credit for your business. Like we didn't really take things super seriously business wise, like open up a business account and all that until we opened up the shop. Like that's when we realized, okay, fuck, we really need to get our ducks in a row. You know, like we really got to like take this shit seriously. But, like, 
even now, I I know the biggest stress is going to be us dealing with taxes. Like that's going to be just don't pay him. Shakira's fine. Yeah, she didn't I pay know. hers. Yeah, you're right. Wussy Snipes is okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just like those things, you know, um, dealing with the city, shit like that. Those those things are always going to be a pain in the ass. Those are the things mm-hmm. where nobody brags about those things when you talk about owning a business. You know, like that. Those are like the shitty things. Like you just think about the cool parts where you're like. Scrooge McDuck, you know, you fucking, or you're just floating out money bags and shit, you know? But, I mean, all in all, like, I don't know. I, I, I love I love how hard me and Moses had to hustle to get to where we're at because we appreciate the shit so much more, you know? Whether it's a customer or just, like, the experiences we've had. Like, even doing Riot Fest, this, like, a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago, like, that's the most amount of money we've ever made in a weekend. Ever, in a weekend. In like three days. And that was, we did Rye Fest the, the year before that. And it was four days. And we still surpassed it, you know? And it's like, the support and the excitement of people just like about the shop and just about, you know, everything going on in general. It's just like, it's really cool, man. And it's 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 exciting when, when you know something deep down in your heart is right or you feel like you have a really good idea and some people don't understand it, like... Who gives a shit? Like, you're going to tell people... I remember a time where I told Ryan, hey, dude, we should do, like, pro wrestling tees, but, like, let's do, like, horror. Like, let's do, like, like let's get celebs that are in the horror genre and make shirts for them. Like, I, I, I can get contacts, and, you know, and kind of work all that stuff out. And he was more pushing me, like, you should do it. You should do it. Because he, you know, he didn't realize. But, like, at that moment he probably could be banking on, on that idea alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but kept sticking with it and found a way to do it ourselves. And it's like, th- that's the biggest takeaway is like, if you have some kind of idea in your head where you're like, this wouldn't fail, then there's a probably really good chance that you're the person who's meant to do it. You know, well, like, and, and I think Moses, you can attest to this because like something that I've always admired about you and I've always been jealous about you is like if you get your fucking heart set on something, you're gonna fucking do it. Whether it's like, whether it's like, oh, I made this stupid joke, and I'm gonna keep coming up with a new punchline until it's funny, until yeah. it's until whatever you came up with in your head like comes out of your mouth, and we're like, oh, okay. Or whether like it's a t-shirt design or something like you're again, you're someone who, again, from having sat next to you so much, it's like. Hey, what do you think about what do you think about if we did this? Or again, like when like with Pro Wrestling Crate, like you're someone who it's like, hey, we should do a, we should do a Warhorse ruler because Warhorse rules like things like that where it's just like, yeah, sure, why not? you know. And again, you're so like sure you, sometimes you have to just take no for an answer, but you're also someone who like, and I'm sure you see a lot more of it and you hear probably a lot more of it, you know. But it's like it makes sense to me that you know. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are like, don't open a fucking brick and mortar store. Like, what are you, stupid? That you're just like, yeah. We heard that all the time. Yeah, there are people who are like, just so you know, we, and they said we as in like a group of, a group of people, we don't believe that you're going to open up a a shop and nobody believes that you're actually going to do it. I've heard those words, Mm -hmm. which at that point when I heard them, we had the lease sign and everything. So in my head, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know shit. 
But all you do is just sit there and smile because, like, it's it, there's nothing I can say that's going to be more satisfying than being able to just open up the shop and be like, fuck you. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, I'm sure it's validating for you guys. So, again, it's like hearing those things and you're just like, yeah, okay, guess what? The fucking, I already paid for the fucking t shirt wall. So, fucking eat my ass. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing. Even going back to like the inception of the cryptic closet, that's from day one, that was always the approach. What's going to, like, let's just do something. Let's just try it and see where it goes. I mean, you printed, what, six designs for, for our very first show at Flashback? Like six or eight designs, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, like, our very first show, we turned, like, the, the babiest of babiest of profits. Like, I mean, it was closer to breaking even than, like, making anything. But, like, for our first show, that was insane to us. Like, we were like, wow, we didn't, think, we didn't know what was going to happen. And it was enough for me to decide the day before I started classes um, to switch my major from, I was, I was initially on like a criminal justice path. Mm-hmm. And yeah, day before classes started, I just kind of deleted that whole catalog, signed up for a marketing degree and decided to, to do that instead, just based on that one experience we had at Flashback Weekend. Um, and yeah, from there, I mean, like we've, tried to evolve whether it was like our setup for the different conventions that we've done different shows over the years and uh honestly every point along the way has been pivotal in creating what we have now from us learning about like yeah like in the very stages like the beginning wise the grid panels that we have here that all started when you know we were like how are we going to build a good setup like what's what's most like you know what's what's going to be the most efficient setup and um and we would just experiment we changed up show by show until we realized what worked and you know that's kind of been the approach all the way going into 2019 when we did the horror house pop-up shop which was kind of i feel like the the big seed that was planted that allowed us to to get here to the shop because by that point we had made so many friends and know so many different cool companies and artists that we were able to curate a list of like 30 over 30 different vendors um for for that event that we did and uh, yeah it was on it was in october of 2019 and uh and that was a wild i think that was like the the first inclination or like just like really are dipping our toe in the water of like running the we, we essentially just ran our own event and there's no like you know, rule book for this. Like we, we had to figure out how to make sure everybody loaded in on time, organize, you know, how everything was going to be set up. Um, Busy, you know, like event insurance, um, having to deal with the fucking parking passes, the parking. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I guess like if there's anything, if there's somebody who's listening to the podcast, who's like trying to start their own thing, if like the best advice you could ever give somebody is just, be okay with failing. Like, that's the best thing. Like, there's so many times that we've come up with a shirt design or we spent money on, on something that we thought was going to fucking hit that didn't hit. And, like, you could... I'm grateful for being put in Ryan's path in life and, and in the sense that, like, I got to meet him and work under his wing and kind of just, just know him as a fucking person because, like, granted, that dude doesn't share a lot verbally because, you know, he's very, like... Through text, he'll, he'll you know he'll 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 fucking yeah. say all the shit in the world. But That's like, cool. 
in person, like he's very, you know, soft wow. and like 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 short, you know. But that's how Ryan is, and like, dude, I love that dude so much, and and he's not the kind of guy that wants to hear that shit from people, you know. Like he he gets un, he gets un, uncomfortable by that, but like, if I wish he would even hear, or just know that like he was the biggest inspiration. Like seeing seeing how he capitalizes off of like issues, like things that, that are, that fuck up and turns them into gold. Like perfect example, bot shirts. Like who, who took, who else do you know, takes a fucking box full of botch tees and sells them. And people are excited about him. Like that, mm-hmm. that that's fucking genius dude. And like, it's little things that he probably didn't even think of him to him. It's like so minuscule and like stupid, but like, dude, those things really impacted my understanding of how what it is to run a business and that every failure isn't always a complete failure you know like you you can take something negative and spin it into something better no definitely because it's like listen at this table of the three of us there's one of us that went to college you know and and the other two of us we went to the the school of hard knocks and so it's it is it is very helpful in that because it's like yeah like again like the it, 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 he's never gonna fucking listen so it's fine because he hates yeah when we gas him up like don't say nice things about me. What, dude? What's wrong it, with you? Like, yeah. Uh, like, hey, Ryan, did you hear the podcast? Um, yeah. Hey, um, did you email Chrissy about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know, to him, it's like you mentioned, like failure, like because obviously, for me, this is a, to a very, 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 very minuscule. You know, my the, the the business taxes I have to pay for this are probably a lot more fucking smaller than than what you guys have to do. But it's like one of those things where. And because it happens with him where I see it where sometimes I'll have an episode that I'm like, man, this is it. This is going to be the fucking big one. And then like, and I don't do it often where I look at the downloads and I'm just like, huh, okay, that did modestly. And then there's an episode where I'm just like, fucking, it's all right. Dr. Strange couldn't get his girl back either. So I'm not going to be too crazy or too upset because, you know, he's a magician. And then it's just like me and fucking you know drew from the draft pot just jerking each other off talking about better call saw and that gets like so many listens and i'm like i don't understand the correlation yeah, no. dude but, it's the same thing with fucking our tiktok uh algorithm the dude who d- helps do our tiktok shout out to tommy shout out to tommy um he does videos and ones that i'm like okay people f- fucking for sure like this one it doesn't get as many hits and all of a sudden he does one a really fucking random video where i, I don't even i don't know if i'm just getting old but some of the humor isn't that funny to me where I'm just like, oh, okay. And it's like a video, like a 10-second video shot in our bathroom. And it gets like f- close to 500, like half a million views. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is it? Even my band, like, you come out with music that you really try to like fucking impress people with. You're like, oh, I really put a lot into this. I can't wait for people to hear it. And then it doesn't go anywhere. You're just like, okay. And then you hear a song of a dude rapping about the dumbest shit or, or, or mumbling and they're number one on the radio. And it's just like, dude, I just can't crack this fucking code. It's I that, It's we're old. We don't know what's cool anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, maybe I'm just trying too hard. Maybe I just shouldn't try at all. And that's the key to life. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like in forgetting. Don't Sarah try Marshall. get high. What is it? Like forgetting Sir Marshall where like Paul Rudd's trying to teach him. He's like, just don't do anything. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, you're doing something. Just don't do anything. And he, and, I mean, Paul Rudd's fucking stoned in that movie. So he doesn't understand him. Um, but yeah, man, you know, again, it is, I didn't really know where I was going with this. I just sort of wanted to, you know, sit down and, and talk again with you guys. And again, it is pretty cool to just, again, 
to see that this is what you guys have not even manifested to fucking put in the work you know as as cheesy <clears throat> as it is that cody always says like do the work it's like yeah do it you know and clearly again it's not like well we had an idea to open this up and then we launched the kickstarter and then next month it was open it's like no you guys have been doing this for three four years now and it's like clearly you know again it's like who who knows again who knows a year from now you know it might be this location might be a bigger location might be like you know what Ah, that didn't work out but we have this fucking idea instead like that sort of you know and again like with you two guys just again knowing how like how much of like hustlers you are because again that's the thing too where it's like at the shop we have you know like wrestlers who work there and so every now and then be like oh yeah castro and nick aren't here because they're fucking going to south dakota then they're going to jersey and then they're going down to texas you know sometimes be like where the fuck is Vinny? and it's like oh him and moses him and moses are fucking driving out to you know bumblefuck ohio to maybe make some money Yep. They might fucking go down there and make $10 and go, cool, this is going right to gas. But also, you know, it's like you might go out there and fucking crush it like you did. Like, and so that's always a thing, you know. It's like we very much live in a in a time where everyone wants instant gratification. And, you know, it's like... It's, Success doesn't work that way. No, if it did, you, trust me, if you'd be that successful, everyone would be fucking... We'd, yeah. all, we'd all be Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, sometimes you got to put a... A little blood, sweat, and tears. Speaking of, see this little gnarly ass scar on my finger? Mm-hmm. That's from a box cutter. This was at a show we did at a fucking driving. Yeah, that was last we year. Had grid panels, and I tightened the grid panels really tight <laughs> with fucking with a zip tie. I had a box cutter to try to get in the middle and slice it up. My fucking finger was in the way, and it was just hanging, dude. Oh man, Aaron, was, Aaron almost was, passed was, out. Yeah, it was bleeding like. They gave me the big ass like large cup from Burger King, full of ice water, and they're like, put your finger in, in the water, hold it in there. Dude, less than five minutes later, it looks like a cup of Kool Aid, like it's just fucking dark red. And uh, a couple hours later, I got back to my buddy's house because we were literally not not even, not even in the same state. We were in Indiana, Indianapolis. I'm sorry so, about that. So having to deal with all that shit and then being over there on top of it was like the worst. And got back to his place, took some medical glue. Fucking Sabu glued, style. I glued it, pieced it back together, making sure it was in the same spot, and then wrapped it. Got up, cleaned it. It was, dude, it was it was a mess, man. It, like, That's I didn't like know how to properly to take care of this shit, so I was wrapping it too tight, <coughs> and it was getting moist, so, like, the wound wasn't sticking back together. When I would, Whenever I would open it, it would just be, like, loose. Dude, and then... It was a mess, man. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to fucking play guitar again. Now it looks like the tip of my index finger almost looks like, if you look at it from the side, it looks like a, a dickhead. Like, it definitely looks like a dickhead or something. Yeah, you definitely got some penis finger yeah, going on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So, like, <laughs> like if I try to finger a girl, she's going to think I'm going to get her pregnant or something. But... Yeah, I don't know why you brought that up, but I was just thinking, I was, I was touching my finger. I was like, this feels fucking... See, well, that, that's the good part in which, again... Um, it's, it's been a while since I've seen Vinny, so there's plenty of stories like that that have happened, things we have to trade. And uh, as far as this goes, we've been sort of rambling on for a while. And again, these these guys are, you know, it's, as Moses, Moses at pro wrestling tees more than most people because, again, works over there, you know, part time. And, you know, Vinny is still technically part of the pro wrestling tees family. Um, I think we're all, are you guys going on the cruise? Yeah, yeah we're going to be on the next one. <laughs> Yeah, it's, what, it's a lot of money, man. 
Um, I jumped on late, and then like as soon as we signed up, like as soon as I signed up, I got an alert. I was like, "You must pay fucking sixteen hundred dollars immediately." I was like, "Jesus Christ, fucking Christ, Jericho, man!" I was like, "How about I just give you ocho dollars and then <laughs> let me get on?" I was like, "I've been on all the other cruises." Yeah, at this point, we should have like a punch card. Yeah, yeah, it should be like a blockbuster. Like we should get one of those ugly ass titles that they. Dude, that's like, what is it, the Cruise of Jericho or Jericho Cruise title? That's like the belt you wear if you want no pussy on the boat. Like, if you, if you want no woman to sleep with you, that's the belt you got to walk around with. Yeah, see, the trick is you got to get the girl first, and you're like, also, I have all these belts. Yeah, so, I, I have all these belts, including a chastity belt. You cannot uh-huh. get into this smelly-ass penis. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, of course, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of just wrap it up there. I mean, again, these guys, it, it won't be another 102 fucking episodes until you hear them on here again, which again, even then to me, I think it was, was that also, was that the same day that Walter was at the shop when we recorded? I think so. Cause I know we, we, when we recorded at one point, some stranger just walked into the shop and I think like Moses, like who doesn't even work there had to like, we're like, Moses, go get this guy the fuck out of here or something like that. Like just some stranger that walked into the front of the store. It's probably Fred. <laughs> My, I don't know. It was just someone who was just like, hey, like, can I place an order? And we're like, hey, the one person who doesn't work here, go get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Go to lemonparty.org and just fill out the order form and just send it through. Uh, anything to plug? I mean, again, aside from yeah, if you're in... Um, I think you guys meant so. Yeah, we here. do have these the yeah. killer clowns from inner space, the dildos. So I have two of those for any girls who want to fist themselves. I, I, dude, that yeah, that that, that thing's violent. I, I can't I can't help but judge anybody who buys this dildo that's at our show. It would definitely be for their OF page. There's no there's <laughs> no other explanation for such shenanigans. Yeah, I like I, to plug the whorehouse shop. Um, at the whorehouse shop is our Instagram, our Facebook, and our TikTok. Um, TikTok. We have a lot of uh, just random ass videos in there. It's pretty just cool. Have fun if, with the TikTok. If you're if you're legit like interested in the shop and you're like, man, I would really love to know like what their new releases and stuff are, or what you know what's in the shop. The Instagram is the most up to date with all that stuff. Besides that, we have a a few different um, events that we're gonna be posting on social media, like pop ups that we'll be doing, and then the last weekend of October, the 29th and the 30th. We're doing a Halloween event with the Brood at Emporium in Logan Square, where Freelance does their shows, um, and we're gonna have like eight to ten vendors selling their shit, horror movies playing, music, horror themed drinks, and just like a cool little Halloween celebration before the holiday. Any ginger ale there? Um, no, but there will be a ginger. Um, there's my friend who's gonna be stopping by. Oh, maybe I'll stop by. Then. Oh, ginger, ginger. Oh yeah, I mean, I might have like a. a I think alcohol-free Truly or White Claw. I'll bring my own ginger ale. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> but so, yeah, so follow them. Keep posted again with that. And, yeah, like if you are in the city, like, again, or even adjacent to the city, if you're in fucking Wisconsin or Indiana or something, you want to come by, like, again, come by here. And there is, because, again, that's the thing, too, where it's like I so many people I know that are, like, into all the, 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 the spooky shit that are just like, yeah, have you heard of this? I'm just like, yeah. Again, I'm like, yeah, Vinny and Moses fucking on that place. Like, Just make sure these motherfuckers pronounce the H, not the W. You've been to the whorehouse? 
Like, excuse me? Like, no, we did not open a brothel. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Moses is kind of cute, but I don't think he's going to go for that, man. <laughs> you know, you got to wine and dine him first. Like, I mean, he's kind of a dick. You just can't sit on him, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, fucking, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you again. And, and yeah, we'll... We'll have to do a fucking part that because again it's spooky season and there's oh, yeah. never any shortage of uh, spooky shit we can yeah. talk about. Come as you are, squirt, nerv- <laughs> squirt, squirt Cobain, squirt Cobain, Hervana, uh, Hervana. <laughs> Thank you again to those two wonderful boys, wonderful boys for singing around and talking. I again, it was, it was so nice to catch up with them, and um, we still sat around like for quite a while fucking talking like after we were done like it was literally uh what do you call it like 9 30 10 you know when, when we finished talking and we went out like we stayed there at the shop we you know we stayed there at the shop till like midnight almost you know, again just talking and again I felt bad, but it was just, uh, we had a lot of shit to catch up on. And, you know, it was it was one of the very few times that, you know, we actually got to sort of sit down and, and, and talk and stuff like that. So um, I promise that it won't be another 102 episodes again until, you know, you, you, you see them, you hear them. Because um, I very much don't want to wait that long. I, I, I don't want to wait that long to talk to them again. Honestly, like, uh, if I could have, I would have, you know, two parted them uh but again it was tired i was fucking coughing up along vinny too but that's because of the marijuana me just again this mystery cough still hasn't gone away um but uh you know regardless you know shout out to those guys because again um you know really love them really miss talking to them and uh it, it's great that you know everything is all easy peasy again um uh, another some <coughs> some other friends though that i do want to shout out are the wonderful patrons of uh, of this show of course you can sign up over at patreon.com forward slash pwtcast again this month or this week we'll be dropping dr sleep the sequel to the shining starring ian mcgregor um and then you know later in the month we'll have the blair witch project with uh my godfather jesus shout out jesus um Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the OG one with Wes Allen, and uh, the OG Halloween with Drew Kistler. Um, and honestly, maybe I'll drop some other bo- extra shit in there. Some other little bonus guys. It's Halloween. I'm watching a lot. Like, I just finished earlier watching, uh, rewatching Final Destination, and uh, someone, like, someone uh, poorly, which now I want to do it better, but someone poorly on YouTube spliced together because, uh, spoiler alert, um, spo- nobody fucking saw it. Final Destination 5 is actually a prequel to Final Destination 1. Um, and I'm going to spoil it. So sorry if you guys have any intention of seeing Final Destination 5. And again, no one fucking saw it. It's been out for years. No one sees it. Maybe this will make you guys want to watch it. Um, but at the end of Final Destination 5, uh, the two of the main characters, you know, the guy and his girl, they they cheat death. They make it out. They, they're like, fuck, we did it. Oh, my God. Like, fuck, yeah, we got out of here. And to celebrate, they're going on vacation to Paris on Flight 180. So, you know, they sit down and you hear some commotion going on and you look over and there's a young Devin Sawa, you know, fighting, saying he needs to get out of here and stuff like that. And they're just like, what the fuck? Devin Sawa had that premonition because of these two fuckers. Like, it was their fault. Death followed because they thought they could cheat death, you know, and... 
it just that was really good someone interspliced that like both those scenes together um that was a lot of fun and so yeah i'm gonna be watching a lot of halloween movies i, I, I think i want to rewatch chibi halloween that one is really fun when i watch it i do want to check out that new monster though i know everyone's like up in arms i like rob zombie i like the rob zombie stuff i like i don't like all the rob zombie stuff but um i'm also i'm not fucking i'm not going in there expecting you know uh the devil's rejects so if you are don't because it's probably not the devil's rejects uh but again you'll hear all about that over on the patreon patreon.com forward slash pwt cast um oh i, I do still need to shout those guys out uh, of course clifford fraser jesse Cullenberg, joshua davis armanio flanagan jonathan mayer hot topic joe who i may be seeing sooner rather than later um hopefully joe you are in town in uh, november i mean i should probably be more specific not just november in general as i I'll message uh, Ryan Crossley, uh, Vivian, uh, Anthony Torres, my Godfather Jesus, shout out Jesus, B. Dornick, Steve Feast, who, if you fucking believe this, I'm not even going to tell you about all the bank accounts he's sharing, not just with his mom, but with his dad and other people's parents. Come on, Steve. Get with it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Rachel Sarado, who, again, Rachel, I might be seeing you in jail a lot sooner than you think. Uh, our man Drew Kissler, uh, the birthday boy himself, Drew Kissler, and of course, uh, Billy Corgan's best friend, Jacob Taus. Uh, thank you guys again. It's been a long episode. Uh, so, uh, again, patreon.com forward slash PWDcast this Friday, Dr. Sleep. Uh, until next week, you guys, I've been Scrump, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWTcast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.